Okay, so we're up to Daf Mem Dalit on the base, two lines from the bottom. The Gemara is going to continue with the discussion and the discrepancies. Again, the basic premise is that when a woman commits adultery, it's chayv chenek. That's the punishment, is chenek, strangulation. However, the Pasuk describes the process of a mighty shemra, which is a nara hamerasa, which basically is a case where a woman was a basula and a naira, who during the time of Kedushin committed adultery, and then she, after got married, that's when it was revealed, because the husband claimed that she wasn't a basula, so she had the adultery during the Kedushin process, after Kedushin, before Nesuin. And then it was found out after Nesuin, the halacha is, you get skila. So now, what we're going to talk about today is the discrepancies and scenarios where you leave the area of Maiti Shemra with skila, and you go to the Stam, area of adultery, which is chenek. So let's start, two lines to the bottom, there are three categories of execution for a naira. Bola, first one is the first one is the classic which is <coughs> witnesses come after she gets married, after full nesuin, so she's with her husband, then witnesses come forward, that she committed adultery before she got, before, after Kedushin, before Nesuin. So after Nesuin, they come to testify that she committed adultery after Kedushin. The halacha is, that's the classic Moitzi Shemra, go to the next page. She gets skila at the entrance of her father's home. The reason why she gets skila at the entrance of her father's home is because the adultery happened when she was still living at home, so we want people to realize that it has to do with her father. Meaning that her father, the, the chinuch, Although although it's after she get married, it's not the husband's fault, it's going back to the parents. We tell the family, look what you raised. That's category number one. Category number two, witnesses come forward before Nesuin, meaning after Kedushin, so after Kedushin, before Nesuin, she committed adultery, and after Kedushin, before Nesuin, it's found out. So that's So that's a quasi case. That you still get skila because the adultery and the, the the adultery took place after kedushin, but you don't have the other process of mighty shemra because um, the, the 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 witnesses didn't come forward after nesu and they came after kedushin. And then the third category is sarcha bagda if she sinned as a naira, but didn't go to court until she became a begeris, so at 12 and a half, she was brought to court, tidig v'chenek, she's too old already, she gets chenek. Meaning, we'll have to figure out exactly the case. Rashi explains the case is that witnesses came forward while she was still in Arisen, after Kedushin. Witnesses came forward and said, this is before Nesuin, so witnesses came forward, so it's not exactly the Mighty Shemra case, because again, the Mighty Shemra case is where Witnesses come forward after Nesuin. This is the witness who came forward after Kedushin, and they said that she committed adultery now, but by the time, which we said is Skila, but by the time she got to court, she was already a Begeres, she's already 12 and a half, so then she gets Chanak. Okay? So you see that because she aged out before the court case, she became 12 and a half before the court case, then she aged out, change in the age, change in the status, so change in the execution. If she would have, if all of this would have taken place before she was 12 and a half, she would have gotten skila, but now that she's 12 and a half, she gets chanek. The Gemara says, Lememra, you see from here, that because her 
her, her status changed, her age, she became a Bagaris, therefore she doesn't get the same execution. Or many have a contradiction. If you have a girl after Kedushin that was Mizana, now this is almost identical to the case that we just said, which is Chenek, but over here, the case is, the, the previous case where we said is Chenek is where she was Mizana after Kedushin, and the witnesses came forward after Kedushin, but she aged out before the court case, she became a Bulgaris that we said is Chenek. This is almost identical, which is that she was Mizana after Kedushin, but the witnesses came forward after Nesuin, and she became a Bulgaris, now this is interesting. So she was Mizana after Kedushin. Then they get married. After marriage, now she's a Begaris. After marriage, so Mizana, then she became a Bogaris. Then she got married. Yeah. Then the husband says, I I, I didn't find uh, she she committed adultery, she's not a Basuba. So we always say that we find out is he telling the truth or not. Now generally if he's lying, if he's telling if he's lying, then he has to get lashes and he has to pay money. Over here he doesn't. Why? Because his obligation never goes back to the time of the sin. His obligation goes from the time that he lied. Now the time that he lied, she was already twelve and a half. Because she got married after twelve and a half. So he definitely doesn't have to pay and he doesn't get lashes. But but if what he's saying is true, she and the lying witnesses are killed. So the Gemara says instantly before we address the question, how could she and the witnesses be killed? If she's killed, that means she's guilty, which means the witnesses are telling the truth. What it means is, either she's killed, or if she's innocent, that means the witnesses who lied about her are killed. But what do you see over here? This is a case where she had Kedushin. Then she was Mazana. Then she became a Bogaris. Which you just got finished saying that once you reach a Bogaris, you no longer get skill anymore, get chenek. But over here, she became a Bogaris, got married, then it's found witnesses come forward, she's killed with skila. So wait a minute, I thought after a Bogaris the, the, the Misa is Chenek. I thought once you age out, the Misa goes back to Chenek. But over here she aged out, the Misa is Skila. So what's what's going on? So the Gemara says, Amarava, Moiti Shemra Ka'amrit. Shani Moiti Shemra Dechidashu. I'll explain outside, we'll see in a second. The question is again, trying to compare these two cases. The first case is, she had Kedushin, then she was Mazana, then witnesses came forward that she was Mazana, but she had already aged out. Right? So she had Kedushin, Mazana, became a Bogaris, witnesses came forward, the halach is you get Chanak. But almost the exact same case, which is, Kedushin, Mizana, becomes a Bogaris, but now she gets married, then the witnesses come forward, Eskila. So what's the difference? The answer is, once you reach, the, the main answer is, it depends when the witnesses come forward. If the witnesses came forward before the, before the Nesuin, then the Halach is, it's not a Moti Shemra. Right? Moti Shemra is specifically where the witnesses came forward after the Nesuin. The Znos was after Kedushin, and the witnesses came forward after Nesu. And that's technically Moti Shemer. The other case is where the witnesses came forward before Nesuin. If it's before Nesuin, then it matters about her age. If she ages out, it's Chanek. Over here, though, where she had Kedushin, was Mazana, became a Bulgaris, 
then got married, then the witnesses came forward. So technically, because the witnesses came forward afterwards, it's now in the category of Moti Shemra. Once it's in the category of Moti Shemra, then the halacha is we don't care about aging out. Why? Because Moti Shemra, Chidushu, it's a Chidush. Every case of Moti Shemra, there's a change. How so? If normally a woman enters the chuppah, right, and then she commits adultery, stop. She enters the chuppah, right, then commits adultery, stop. No, nothing before. Gets married, but that night, instead of going with her husband, she commits adultery. What's the punishment? It's chenek. Because it's not Moti Shemra. What's Moti Shemra? Moti Shemra, which is skila, is where there's no happened after Kedushan, which means every case of Moti Shemra, the woman is going from Nisu, from Kedushan to Nisuin. She's entering a stage where she normally should get Chenek, but there's a special Chiddush, and we don't care, no. We go back to Skila, meaning, every case of Moti Shemra, there's a change that takes place, right? Every case of Moti Shemra, the woman is going from Kedushan, right? During the era of Kedushan, that's Skila. Then she enters Nisuin. Now, Nisuin's a change. Normally, after Nisuin, a woman will get Chenek. But all of a sudden, Moti Shemra says, no, 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 no. If the witnesses come forward after Nesuin, after she's with her husband, that she had, Kedu- that she had Znus before, but after Kedushin, the halacha is she gets skila. What do you see? See, Moti Shemra is a chiddush. It doesn't work with the normal laws. The normal laws is that if that if a woman sins after Nesuin, it's chanak. And over here, after Nesuin, the witnesses come forward that she was Mizana before, it's skila. But wait, she entered this. She entered the stage of Nisu, and what's the answer, right? If she was Mizana and the witness came forward after Kedusha, and that's Skila. But if she was Mizana, witness came forward after Kedusha, after Nisuin, that's Chanak. So every Mosi Shemra goes from a time of Skila, which is Kedusha, to Nisuin, which is Chanak. And you'd think that it should stay Chanak, but no, 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 it goes back to Skila. What do you see? We don't care about the change. So the same way every time a Mosi Shemra goes from Kedusha to Nisuin, we don't care about the change. So too, we shouldn't care about the change when it comes to the age. So therefore, to answer the question, when she was Mizana after Kedushin, and then she became a Bogaris, and then the witnesses came forward, so because that's not dealing with Moti Shemra, then she aged out, so it's Chanak. But if she had Kedushin, was Mizana, then became a Bogaris, then got married, and then the witnesses come forward, so now it's already in the era of Moti Shemra, so the same way, Moti Shemra, we don't care about changes, because it goes from Kedushin to Nesuin, and we don't care, so we don't care about age as well. So you see that when it comes to Moti Shemra, we don't care about the change. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says that's not a that's not a great source. You're telling me that Moti Shema we don't care about changes. Why? Because you're going from Kedushin to Nesu, and that's a change. So too, if you go from underage to Bulgaris, we shouldn't care about the change either. But over there, Kedushin to Nesu is a halachic change. Maybe we don't care about halachic changes. But from 12 to 12 and a half, which is a physical change, maybe we do care. So that's not a good source. So we're back to our original question, which is that we have a contradiction. When the girl becomes a Bulgaris and she ages out, does the punishment go back to Chenek or does it remain Skila? And the answer is, it's a Machlokas. It's actually a Machlokas Tanoim, whether changing in status changes the punishment. How so? The Tanah, the Mishnah says like this, this is talking about bringing a carbon Chatas. We know that generally if someone 
accidentally does an avera that has with a karis, you bring a carbon. Now, there's different carbonas for the average person. The average person brings a karbachatas. However, a kaingadol brings a par. Um, a king brings a sawyer. So there's different, uh, different carbonas for different stages. So it says the mission like this. Chatu actually nismanu v'nismanu. If let's say a Kayin Gadol sins before he became a Kayin Gadol, but now he's a Kayin Gadol, so meaning there was a change, meaning when he sinned he was a regular person, but now he's a Kayin Gadol when he's ready to bring the carbon. So does he bring the regular person carbon or the Kayin Gadol carbon? So Allah is Arayin Kid Yoytis. The Tanakhama says we don't care about the change, we go with the way you were originally. Originally you were a person, regular person, so you bring a regular person carbon. So the Tanakhama doesn't care about changes. What does Rashimin say? So Rav Shimon says, what matters, not necessarily when they sinned, it matters when they sinned and when they found out about the sin. So if they sinned as a regular person and found out about the sin as a regular person, they bring a regular person carbon. However, but if they sinned as a regular person, but were only made aware of it after they became a kain gadol, the halach is their potter. They don't bring any carbon. Why? They're not going to bring the regular person carbon because they're not a regular person anymore. They change. They're not going to bring a kain gadol carbon because... They're still bound. So you see, so says the Gemara, what do you see? It's actually a power. The Gemara says, go to the next page. So you see from this that Rav Shimon, the Tanakhama doesn't care about change, or Rav Shimon cares about change. So to going back over here, when she ages out and she changes, does she get chenek or skila? It will be based on this machlokas. Now, the problem is quite obvious, and that is, we're trying to find the proof that when the person changes, it changes the status. So it changes from skila to chenek. And what's the source? The source is Rav Shimon. What did Rav Shimon say? Rav Shimon said that if a person sins as a regular person and then became a kohen gadol and they change, what's the halacha? They don't bring any carbon. Why? Because Rav Shimon doesn't believe a change changes it entirely. Rav Shimon actually is concerned about both. Meaning, we're trying to find the source that someone holds that when you change, you become entirely the new category. Rav Shimon doesn't believe that, because if Rav Shimon felt that you become an entirely new category, then let me ask you a question. In this case, you sinned as a regular person, but you found that as a Kayin Gadol. So what, what should the Halacha be? If a change brings you into a new category, you should bring the, the, the sin offering of a Kayin Gadol. The very fact that the carbon, you don't bring any carbon. why? Because you can't bring the old carbon because you change. You can't bring the new carbon because a change is not enough. Rav Shimon does not believe a change is enough. We're trying to find someone who holds that a change in status changes the carb, changes the punishment entirely. Rav Shimon doesn't hold that way. The Gemara says, Eimer Rav Shimon just shows that he considers a change somewhat significant, that it's it's partially important, but not entirely. Do we see that Rav Shimon holds that a change entirely changes the status? No. Why? Because came. Because if he held that way, listen, carbon ki hashda, Then, if that's the case, then when you sin as an individual and then you became a kain gadol, if the change changes you entirely, like we're trying to find when it comes to the girl, the adultery, then you should bring the carbon of a kain gadol. Why does Rishon say you don't bring any carbon? Why? Because he thinks as change is something; it's not everything. So the Gemara says, "You're right." So we're back to our original problem, which is we're saying that when it comes to adultery. Even if you change, we go by when you sinned. And when you sinned, you were, you were, uh, you were younger, so you should have to bring a carbon. You have to bring, a, you have to get skila. The problem is shila taught that if you age out, it goes to chenek. So we're trying to figure out. We first said that there's a difference between 
when the witnesses come forward, then we said, it's a machalikas tanoyim. And now the third answer is, change Shila's Lashon. Change the Lashon. When Shila said, in that case that you get Chanek, change it to Skila. And the answer is, it's consistent. That when a girl ages out, she still gets Skila. Okay. Now, the Gemara has one last question, which is, if a girl, again, does Kedushin, commits adultery, ages out, then gets married, then witnesses come forward, and the husband makes an accusation. Now, if the husband is telling the truth, then she gets skila, that we just got finished saying. But if the husband's lying, why does she get skila? Because we go by when the sin took place. The sin took place when she was uh, after Arison. We don't go by her now, because now she's aged out. We go by when the sin took place, when the sin took place, she was younger. But if, let's say, he's lying, what's the halacha? Normally, when a husband lies, by defaming his wife, he has to get lashes and pay. In this case, he doesn't have to get lashes and pay because she's too old. So the question is, wait a minute, you're telling me that we don't care, we don't consider her aging out, we go by when the sin took place, so it's like she's younger and she gets skila. But if he lies, meaning like she's moti shamer regarding skila, but she's not moti shamer regarding the punishment and the money, the question is, what's the distinction? Now, before we get to that question, actually, Gemara wants to know why are you telling me that we go by the we, we we punish her even after she aged out because we go by when the sin took place, but she's a bogeris now. The answer is The extra hey tells you that even if she aged out, we go by when the sin took place. said to If you're telling me that. Even after she aged out, she still considered a moti and she still gets stoned. Milk and nami laki umei nami l'shalim. Then, if the husband lied, he should get lashes and he should get paid. If she's a moti shamer, she's a moti shamer. So, what's the difference? So, Amrlei, sir, Havilah said, Rachmana nitzlam haidaita. God have mercy from your mind. Meaning, oh my gosh, it's such a such an obvious answer. I'm, I'm surprised you're asking. What's the answer? So the Kamara says, Adarava chanani accounted Rachmana nitzlam haidaita didach. God should protect from you, meaning he was upset by this. So what, what's, the, what's the answer? The answer is very simple, and that is we always go by when this took place. See, when she aged out, but she sinned as a Naira. So we go by when the sin took place, so therefore she's considered Moti Shema. But over here, his punishment, his sin, is lying and defaming her. When did that happen? That happened after she was older. So she's a Moti Shema regarding her sin, because we always say by Moti Shema, we go by the age at the, ta- at the taking the place of the sin. The time that the sin took place, she was a Naira, even though she aged out now, but she was younger at the time. His sin, which is defaming his wife, takes place now after she's older, so that's why he's not going to have to get lashes and pay. Time am I. Om Rav Yitzchak Baravimi Vitem Rav Yitzchak Barava. Zum Aisel Garmela Vizuk Akima Sarasem Garmela. Her sin is adultery and his sin is lying. Zum Aisel Garmela. So her sin is adultery. Kishiva Zanai Naira Zanai. When she committed adultery, she was a she was a Naira. So we go by when the sin took place. Vizakima Svasav Garmelai. Now this person, the defamer, his sin was his lying. Amos Kamachai. So when is he obligated for lashes for when he lied? And Haishait at the time that he lied. She was already above age, so it just depends on when the sin took place. Okay, from here to the end of the daf, it's quite easy. If you have a Naira Merasa who commits adultery, right? we stone her at the entrance of her father's house. If the father doesn't have a house, the father's homeless. We stone her at the entrance of that city. 
meaning the entrance of the city that committed adultery, not the city where she was tried. I mean, let's say she was tried in Brooklyn, but she committed adultery in Queens, she's going to kill her in the entrance of Queens. If the city, the majority are non-Jews, they stone her by the entrance of the courthouse, not the entrance of the city. It could be just to, you know, don't want to be too public, to publicly airing out our laundry is not good when it's a city that's majority uh, Goyim. Similarly, you say, if someone commits idolatry, you kill him, you stone him at the entrance of the town where at the place that he did idolatry, not at the place where the uh, where where he was found guilty, at the place where he did idolatry. And if it's a city whose the majority of people are going, they kill him out of the entrance of the city, but the entrance of the courthouse. So immediately, how do I know this? That you go by where they did the Avera by idolatry and by Nara Mirasa and not um, where the Bezdin took place. The Tanar Abon, Sharecha, the Pasa says that if you commit idolatry, they kill you at your gates. This is not the gate of the city where he was found guilty, but the gate of the city that he did the idolatry. You say it's the city, the area that he did idolatry. Maybe it's the gate of the city where he, where he was judged. So how do you know? It says Sharecha later on, and it says Sharecha earlier. It says Sharecha twice. Just like the earlier, just like Sharecha Amelamayla, the one that says the, the word Sharecha earlier, Sharecha Avadba, is talking about the place where he committed Idal, is, is where he was, did the Avera. Um, because the Pasuk, in the beginning, it says, if you find by your gates someone doing idolatry, then you find them guilty. So over there, it's clearly where he did the Avera. So it says Sharecha where he stoned, and it says Sharecha where he did the Avera. Just like over there, it's where he did the Avera, so too he stoned where he did the Avera. Davracha, another source, Sharecha, Beloy Sharecha, another drasha is Sharecha, your gates, and not the gates of, of Goyim. That's how you know that if the majority of city are Goyim, you don't do it at the gates. Hi Sharecha, I have picked a wait a minute. You tell me Sharecha for two things. One is Sharecha to tell you the gate of where you did the Avera and not the gate where you did the 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 the, the where you're found guilty. And Sharecha is to tell you that if it's a majority of Goyim, you don't you don't you don't stone them there. You can't use Sharecha twice. So Shar, my Sharecha The answer is really the Pasuk is being used to tell you that it's where he did the Avera, but it could have said Shar. The extra Yudchav, Sharecha is to tell you. That, and if it's majority going, you don't you don't do it by the entrance of the t- entrance of the town. So that's the source that by going by doing idolatry, we go by where you did the aver, not where you were found guilty. Naram and Asim and Olin. How do we know the same applies to Naram and Rasa? Amravo Gomar Pesach mi Pesach. We use the Joshua Pesach 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 Mishar Mishar Misharecha. Okay, so it says Pesach by idolatry by Naram and Rasa. It says Pesach. By uh, the Mishkan, and it says Pesach by the Mishkan, and it says Shar in that same pasuk. So you have Pesach to Shar, and then Shar to Sharecha regarding idolatry. Okay, it's a drasha. Taner Abonan, Hamoiti Shem Raloika. So okay, before we start this, you should know there's a machlekes between Avelazer ben Yaakov and the Rabbanon. Is to do the punishments of Moti Shemra apply if the husband was never with his wife? Meaning, 
Normally, the classic Motzi Shemer is the husband is with his wife. He finds out she's not a Basula. He comes and he says, if she's telling the truth, she gets killed. If he's lying, he's punished. The question is, what if he was never with his wife? What if he, after the chuppah, he says, I'm not being with you because I just heard that you committed adultery. And he was never actually with her. And then it was turns out he was lying. So the question is, do, does he still get punished if he was never actually with her? Rav Lezben Yaakov feels that you're only punished if you're actually with your wife. The Rabbanon disagree. They say the punishments apply whether they're with or not. That's the Machalik. So Rav Yaakov, the Rabbanon. So Tan Rabbanon. Similar, very similar Machalikas. Hamaiti Shem Raloika, Venois and Measel. One who defames his wife by claiming that she did idolatry gets lashes and pays, seemingly in all scenarios, whether you were with her or not. If you this is like this, when it comes to the lashes, you'll get the lashes whether you live with her or not. But you only have to pay if you live with her. So the Rabbanon, so everyone agrees that. Um, so, so it's okay. So it's a machlekes. Review this says that you always get lashes, but there's a machlekes whether you pay if you are not with your wife when you made up the lie. So what's the machlekes about? This is how you're supposed to read the brayso. Hamotzi shemer loikiv and oisin meyasela. Being ball lanchin loy ball. The Tanakama feels that you get punished and you get lashes whether you're with your wife or not, and that follows the sheet of the rabbanim. Ravida says like this, I agree that you'll get lashes whether you're with your wife or not, but mayam sella, but regarding the payment, for that, I follow Rosamun Yaakov, regarding the money, you don't have to pay if you're not with your wife. So the machlekes of Yudin, the Rabbonin, is exactly the same machlekes of Rosamun Yaakov and the Rabbonin. Some have a slightly different version. Kula Rosamun Yaakov, really, Rabbonin, really the Tanakam and Ravida agree with Rosamun Yaakov, that you only... You only get punished if you're with your wife. This is how you read it. The Tanakama goes with the Mosvinyakov entirely. That you're only going to get punished both for lashes and the money if you're with your wife. Rabbi Yudha says, no, Lilkais like him a Komakim. Rabbi says, listen, I'll follow, even Rabbi Mosvinyakov, he agrees that you get lashes if you are not with your wife. Meaning, if you're with your wife, then you pay. But if you're not with your wife, there's Machlaikis. Of whether of Ozman Yaakov would tell you you get lashes if you are not with your wife, and that's Machlekes of Yudin the Rabbanu. Okay, we'll end with this. Several of you that look like him and call Makim is the truth of you that holds you get lashes regardless, even if you are not with your wife when you made up the lie. But Tanya, the price says, Review the Oimer, ball like a loy ball ain't like Review this says, if you're not with your wife, you don't get lashes. How can you say he gets lashes always? He says, You don't get lashes. The answer is, When he says you get lashes, it means rabbinic. Meaning, to get biblical lashes, you have to live with your wife. To, to rabbinic lashes, you always get. Um, right, we'll stop here. We'll pick it up tomorrow.